I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. <clears throat> it says, Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. That's our father right there. That is really our father. He's coming for us every day. So I pray that those words soak in. Um, We're going to roll into our word of testimony. Jack is going to come up and share. And I'm going to do my best to introduce Jack. And I think it's real easy. I barely even know the guy. I met him one time at one of these Wednesday night meetings. And I just, he's one of those guys that you just want to keep talking to. So we had like 50 things in common. And I only talked to him for 10 minutes. So let's welcome Jack. Well, I'm glad he introduced the group that uh, I've been associating with as the wise guys instead of the old guys. Because I'm by far the youngest in the group. <clears throat> Just a little bit of testimony of where I came from. I'm one of those rare Colorado natives. I was born and raised out in northeast Colorado. Was not raised in a Christian home. Um, one thing, I was the only son. had uh, two sisters. And uh, being on the farm, we did everything back then. And uh, just, I don't know, not really to date myself, but uh, went to some of the last one-room country schools in Colorado before they finally closed all of them. So rural background that I had, um, married my high school sweetheart uh, this fall. I think it's going to be 45 years. We have three children, grown children, uh, five grandchildren. Hopefully one more. Uh, We're looking for our middle daughter to, uh, she's a foster parent and is attempting to adopt a little baby girl. But uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, marry a good Christian woman. And since I wasn't churched at all, I can remember about the last time I went to church, uh, I started going to Sunday school, about 15, 16 years old. And the topic turned into my driving characteristics and uh, kind of poked fun at me. And that was the last time I went to church for a long, long time. And our group was called the Legacy Group. And that was kind of an inkling of where I was headed and what the legacy was. My grandpa was a fast driver. My dad was a fast driver. My uncle. And so this Sunday school teacher took it upon himself to help straighten me out and change that course of my legacy. He had somewhat of a limited success to that. But after we were married and uh, married at a young age, uh, the Holy Spirit moved to my life and gave my heart to the Lord. Uh, that was my primary uh, uh, meeting with the Lord. And it just really started to stir in my life of where I was going and what direction I wanted Uh, The church that we were attending was my wife's church, a small little church in western Nebraska. The closest people to our age, my wife and I's age, was her parents, and there were a total of about maybe 20, 25 people in that church. And uh, my oldest daughter, she was, I think, like a junior in high school. She led her boyfriend to the Lord, and it just started a revival uh, in the two schools uh, 
we lived in Julesburg, Colorado. My wife lived in Chapel, Nebraska. Town's about 15 apart. And we just saw just a real growth through the youth in this church. And I would say probably 70% of the congregation was teenagers. And um, since I was the youngest male in the church, I had to be the high school Sunday school teacher. So I did that for a number of years, and I can remember talking the board into allowing me to take uh, a bunch of kids on a ski trip up to Estes Park. And they weren't concerned about boys and girls being out overnight, you know, and all that. And I said, I assured them, you know, we've got everything under control. And I just asked the kids that they would invite one person to go with them on a ski trip. And we went up to the, uh, Estes Park and stayed up there at the facilities. And I can remember just beat tired. I just felt like I was supposed to, you know, give an opportunity for the kids that didn't know Christ as their Savior. And on my part, it was less than a half-hearted attempt. But uh, asked for a show of hands of those that wanted to know Christ as their personal Savior. And about, out of about 40 kids, it seemed like 38 of them raised their hands for salvation. And my concern was for me and how tired I was and stressed out over this thing. But as the years passed and I looked back on those opportunities, how the Lord used me and I was available to him, that was kind of the starting point. Um, Jumped to the next big spiritual thing that happened in my life was that uh, fairly new Christian and my grandmother on my mom's side was in the hospital not doing well and my mom called and thought us kids should come down and see grandma and she had had a number of strokes and she couldn't speak uh, didn't recognize anybody that came in the room and my wife and her boldness in the Lord said well I feel like we should pray uh, for your grandma and I'm thinking to myself she doesn't even know that anybody's here and I said sure we will and so we prayed for Grandma Shamar, and no other emotions than the tears just started running down her cheeks. And so that was a, a big impact on my life where a person that appeared to us didn't understand or see or know anybody, but yet the Lord worked in her life, and I feel confident that uh, she's in heaven with our Lord and our Savior. The next milestone was my dad. My dad and I were very close. Um, Can't remember doing very many recreational activities with him, but we worked together a lot. He taught me the skills of work, uh, a good work ethic, honesty, integrity. And even though he wasn't a Christian man, he instilled those things in me. And um, when I was first saved, I wanted everybody around me to be saved. I talked to my mom, my dad, my sisters, and they would just nod their head and say, yeah, that's, that's really good. But the opportunity I had with my dad, he had gotten sick, and uh, he was 61 years old. And the very last conversation I had with my dad was leading him to the Lord. The next big thing in my life was our middle daughter um, had a little girl. And when the baby was born, the doctors noted that something didn't sound right in her heart. And... Uh, so the day that she was born, they did a shunt operation, and they caught an artery, caught an artery in the arm and then one in the lung. And they had to make that kind of like the right size, not too big to overtax her heart, but big enough for it to grow into it. So all along, we knew that around two years of age that she was going to have to have open-heart surgery. Uh, 
And um, my daughter had married a Christian guy, and we were praying for healing. And went ahead and had the surgery, and whole family was up there. And after probably about an hour, hour and a half, two hours, the doctors came out, and they have those nurses that are supposed to tell you what all is going on and everything. And just by her body language, I could tell something something wasn't right. And anyway, long story short, the anesthesiologist kind of messed up, and she um, they could not res- res- resuscitate her. And um, so for about three, four days, um, intensive care unit and stuff. And probably the saddest, sweetest time of my life uh, is my middle daughter holding the baby and uh, the doctor pulling the respirator tube out and the baby uh, passing away in my daughter's arms. And both of our girls uh, from probably age of five years old were singing in church in different functions in a farm community. I mean, I can remember one of the highlights was they sang at the uh, Nebraska uh, Rural Rural Mail Carriers Association. That was a big deal. They sang at the county fairs. They were known as the Singing Schuler Sisters. But as the baby uh, transpired in our arms, both the girls started singing Jesus Loves Me. That was a really hard point in my life. I just felt with all the prayers and seemingly spiritually doing everything right, just, you know, really did not seem fair. Um, Our daughter and her husband ended up uh, getting a divorce. My daughter remarried. Her new husband gave her heart to the Lord. And uh, it's just one of those points in my life where I go, how can this work out? But as we'll get into our our group and discussion tonight, uh, my testimony is about different spiritual points in my life. Uh, we've been coming to New Life Church here, I think since like 95, 96, like that. Seen a lot of changes in this church too. But one thing that I've known in the years that I've known the Lord, that He is true and He's faithful. And the biggest thing that I see in our group being called the Legacy Group is the opportunities, the talents, the abilities that God has given us in I don't feel like I'm much different than most guys, and what I'm most unwilling to give up is time. We think that being the provider, that our main goal is to be working, providing for our family, and putting a lot of other aspects, spiritual aspects, other things like that, family life, in a secondary position. But having been self-employed since I was 20 years old, it seems like there's always time for work. It, it's, it's always there. And as I've gone old, grown older and, and somewhat wiser, is that's the biggest thing I think the Lord requires of his men is time. Spending time with him, spending time with our spouse, spending time with our children, and spending time with those around us. And I think that what our legacy is, is you guys know about Maddie and uh, his turning his life over to the Lord and the dramatic changes that are taking place in his life. And it wasn't so much what I was, but that I was willing to make time for Maddie. And that's what I think 
we would like to, to point out to everyone tonight is what is our legacy? At what point in our life of living for the Lord, where are we? Uh, a lot of times guys our age think we can just put it in cruise mode, we've done everything, but I have not yet to find any scripture that speaks about retirement. And, uh, but I just love the Lord tonight, thankful for the church, thankful for the body of the men here, thankful for Russ, and uh, that's uh, my testimony tonight.